Hey, Sam. What's up, Andrew? What are we doing this week? Uh, The Legend of Korra. The Legend of Korra? I hardly know her. so bad that I liked it. <laughs> Legend- <laughs> ladies, I said legends and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Well, today, legends and gentlemen. Le- legends and gentlemen. Boys and girls. girls. Everyone <laughs> out everyone outside and in between. Welcome, Welcome back. back. Uh, uh, my name is Sam Banigan. And, and I'm this Andrew is, Thomas. Sorry. Uh, and this is... Uh, movie discussion podcast and this week we're not talking about a movie we're talking about a tv show a tv show uh the the legend of cora uh but before we get into that how you doing andrew how's your week been this week it's been good travel ended ended uh andrew's big adventure um so yeah i did i finished that it was nice it was weird once i got back to new york i was like dang it's weird to i saw every single one of my childhood friends (laughs) over the past two weeks that was just it was weird it was a nice like little intermission in life just to just catch up with everyone to actually see them to touch them to see where they are on our 25th year um, yeah, no, it was, it was very nice. Uh, I'm glad all my friends are doing well. I'm very happy for all my friends. I'm happy for me. I'm doing, yeah, this was a good week. Back Great. at it in the New York comedy scene. Hell yeah. Yeah. Killing it. But Killing Sam, the game. Sam. King. How are you? Uh, I'm good. I'm pretty good. This week has been nice seeing people, seeing friends. My dad got into town. My sister got into town. Woo! So, saw them. Uh, hoping to hang out with my sister more this week. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Before we get into Cora stuff, I want to talk about some... Of course. I want to talk about Canada for a hot... What? For a hot sec. <laughs> Here's our Canada segment. Boom, boom, boom. I've talked about the uh, the bodies of indigenous children uh, a couple times uh, on this. Uh, I sort of stopped just because it seemed like it was still a topic that a lot of people were talking about. And I was like, cool, we get it. Everyone stopped talking about it. And we're at almost 6,000 bodies. That's a lot. <laughs> That's an insane amount. And uh, Canada's doing fuck all about it to the point where... Justin Trudeau, this morning, our prime minister, um, dissolved parliament and called an early election in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, And this Mm. is really fucking stupid uh, because now there's an election in five weeks. Mm. Uh, So I think this is a really, really dumb move. Uh, It's scary for... Canadian politics, um, yeah, it's 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 a power play, and it's and I, I think it's going to go really poorly. Um, so for Andrew and the people who don't know, we have a, a like a, a multi 
party system. We don't just have two parties. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the way our like prime minister stuff works is that whoever has the most seats gets to put in their prime minister, but the most seats doesn't have to be the majority. It can be, but it's not always. So right is now, it usually, no, it's very, it like kind of flips back and forth. Um, but right now we have a minority liberal government. Um, so it means that Justin Trudeau and the liberals um, have the most, have more seats than anybody else uh, in parliament, um, but they don't have more than 50% of the seats, which means that's really, really good for Canadians because it means that the liberals have to work with other parties to pass any legislation. It means that they have to work with the NDP Um in order to have a majority and beat the conservatives on votes. But the NDP are way more left than the liberals are. So they will enact more leftist policies, mm-hmm. um, such as serve and extending serve, which is like what helped me and millions of other Canadians uh, deal with the pandemic. Like the government was just like, Hey, here's $2,000 a month. You'll be okay. We'll get you through it. But the, the original plan was only to have it for three months. And then the NDP was like, hey, no, <laughs> keep this going. Um, and yeah, if, if the liberals had a majority government, then that wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. Is, is a recent example. And so Trudeau wants a majority government. So he's calling this election because the polls say that right now, if there was an election held, that they would have a majority government. Um, which is what he wants so that he can just sort of do whatever he wants to do uh, without having to work with anybody. But because of COVID, because of um, all of the like misinformation that has been spread by anti-vaxxers and COVID deniers, it means that the conservative party is also very powerful right now. They have a lot of influence. Um, And so it's, just as likely that we'll end up with a conservative government instead of a liberal government. I would love an NDP government, but we don't, but NDP is still a small party mm-hmm. um, and it's very unlikely. However, I think it would actually, um, I think it would make Canada a lot better of a country if we had NDP, but it's probably not going to happen um, just because the conservative party is so powerful uh, and the liberals uh, just don't really give a shit. <laughs> Be like um, that. It's nice to know that's like that in other countries. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm just upset and scared for Canada. Um, this country has a lot of problems, and uh, not a lot of people I know talk about it. So I talk about it on here so that our tens of listeners... There are tens hear, of listeners. Are, exactly. Can hear me complain You're about doing your Canada. Bit. Anyway, let's talk about different uh, government systems. Yes. And ideologies. Um, 2014? 2012. 2012 to 2014. Yes. Legend of Korra. Legend. It should be called Avatar. Legend of Korra, but hey, who am I? It probably should be called Avatar The Legend of Korra, but it's not. It's called The Legend of Korra. We watched it. We watched it all. I think, I think, 
I think they didn't do that because of James Cameron's Avatar. Good. Put some respect on my name, on my man's no. James name. No, no. Good. <laughs> no. Good. <laughs> um, we watched it. We saw it. Sam, what did you think of the show? I love The Legend of Korra. I think it's like really good. It is exactly what a sequel needs to be. I think it um, does a lot. Is it perfect? No. Um, but I think it's I think it's really good. I think it is it is a worthy follow up to the perfection of Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, yeah. And I think it, it it like it had so much to live up to that it was impossible to be that good. But I think it does a damn good job, especially those last two seasons. But what about you? This was your first time watching it. This was your first time through. First time ever. <clears throat> I saw Cora. I saw her. Her reign. What, are they going to do a third one? Uh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot. Netflix is doing that live action adaptation of The Last Airbender. Yeah. Which I think is really pointless. Like, if you're going to do another Airbender, like another Avatar show, just do a new Avatar. Yeah. Just do the next one. I agree with that. But who knows? I'm, who's creatively? Because I know the original creators were supposed to do it, and then they dropped out. Yeah, do I don't know, know any. I don't. I honestly, I'm not super excited to watch it, so I haven't really been keeping up with it. Ah, uh, the kids. I know were the just casting. Cast. Yeah, the kids were just cast. They all look great. Uh, There's a video going around of uh, the guy who's playing Zuko, like doing some crazy martial art stunts. Sick. Uh, and I was like. That was that was fucking sick, dude. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm like I'll check it out, obviously, but I'm not like chomping at the bit for it. I hope it's different. I hope it's completely different. It's not going to be. I want that to be. Do it's... do what is it? What's the couple name? Katara and Zuko. Oh no! Don't do that. That's do stupid. it. Do it. I've seen. I've seen Avatar: The Last Airbender exist. Do something different. Cause why not? They're not going to. There's no way. Ooh, prediction times. We we yeah. shall see. Um, I liked Legend of Korra. I didn't love it. I have like issues. I felt like I was tricked every season, every single time. It feels like you were tricked. Yes, I'll get into it after after I say those spoilers. But Please. until then, um, yeah, I. It's weird. Every time, like we were in the middle of the season, I was like, "Oh yeah, I forget twenty two episodes. This is how this goes." And I looked at Netflix. I was like, "Oh wait, thirty episodes what are we doing here yeah there's there's a lot of moments like that throughout all the seasons even okay. the last two um it's fun it's very sweet i it's exactly what a, Z, a sequel should be mm-hmm. um i love how 
new the world feels, but yet it's still the world of Avatar. It's it's still the same exact yeah. world, but yeah. yet everything's different. I think that's great. Um, the way they handle the legacy characters, I also think is really cool. Yeah. Um, overall, I would say it's a good show. If you've seen the, the first series, I definitely suggest watching this one. Um, it's really good. It's a nice successor to the last airbender mm-hmm. but yeah i still have issues <laughs> sure and we're gonna get into those issues uh right now spoilers um, spoilies for cora uh, and last airbender for both yeah for both um uh do we want to talk about any of the cast members i think all the cast members do a great job yeah all i feel like all the the first episode, I was like, who's this guy? I know this voice. And then the yellow peanut popped in my head. I was like, oh, it's my main man, J.K. Simmons. Yes, J.K. Simmons, baby. Um, but yeah, all the cast members are really, really good and really fun. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to say before we go season by season is, and this is my big problem with the show, Probably my biggest problem. So at at the start of every season, you're introduced to a villain. And you're like, okay, cool. This is a cool villain. Like, it's more than just good and evil. Like, you have to, like, talk about your ideas and why they differ and, and how do we solve this problem now. That's really interesting. Then every single one of these villains just turned out to be evil. In some way. They are they are the obviously bad guy in the situation. Sure. That was just it tricked me every time. Every time I was okay. like, Oh, oh, maybe they're gonna follow through. Oh no. Oh, maybe they're gonna fall Oh no, now she's a big giant fighting. It's cool. The third season's the most fleshed out. But even still, I forget the enemy's name, but he just turns into just a nihilist jerk. Um, um, fuck, what's his name? Now and then the name. same thing with the fourth season. Okay. That's my big, big problem. It just felt like, it felt like a cop every single time. Zaheer. Yeah. Like, okay, we're going to get into something very interesting and... Oh. You just, you just made a big big missile and you're a giant robot now sure okay cool i just wanted a little bit more sure I but that. how much more can i ask from a children's show that's that's where yeah it's like that well is the, that is the thing it this was Aaron. this is a nickelodeon show yeah like, this is <laughs> it's my thing another thing i guess this is gonna be my new arc it's just like well, I wanted it to be deeper, but also, it but is also, a superhero movie. So, I, yeah. what do you want from me? <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, but do you want to open the book, the first book? Yeah, uh, season one. This was um, the season with the Equalists. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cora can't airbend. Uh, throughout the se- throughout the whole first season, uh, and her whole journey is like 
becoming a bit more self-confident as like who she is as the avatar and her abilities. Um, oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, uh, I think season one is like really well done. I think it's really tight. I think it feels like snappy and interesting. Um, also, apologies. We were supposed to record this episode like a month ago. So I watched the first season like two months ago. So I still, and I've watched a lot of TV since then, including a lot of other Korra. So I got to sort of parse yeah, out all the, yeah, all the stuff. Um, but I remember the first season like does a really great job of like introducing the new world, uh, all the new technology, just like all this cool stuff. And they do that really, I think they integrate it really well with like Korra having not been a part of regular society mm-hmm. so that the main character is also the character who's like asking the questions of like hey what the fuck is this that yes. we're talking about mm-hmm. what's going on there are cars uh what is this yeah that sort of stuff uh, i think it's done really well and i think um the equalist guy is a really interesting villain uh, I think he he's done really well, uh, and then he fucking blows up. At the end. <laughs> he blows up. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that yeah. guy was coming back. I was like, cool, we're gonna get a series villain. Oh. Nope. Uh, yeah. Also, interesting thing about this whole show, um, they didn't know that they were gonna have a second season until they were finished the first season. They didn't know they were gonna have a third season until they were finished the second season. Uh, and then they knew they were going to have their fourth season about halfway through season three. You can uh, tell. Yeah, and you can really tell that it's like, this is all we get, so we got to do something big. Uh, mm-hmm. And that kind of keeps happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they knew that season four was going to be their like last season. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think they originally pitched four seasons and then only got one. And then, like, stuff changed, and it was like, okay, Of course, yeah. Dang. You know. What could have been if they just stuff. got the fourth season? Yeah, right? Like, I think, like, the creative team just, like, really comes into their own when they know they have a next season. Because the way seasons three and four are connected and, like, really matter, um, how, how the consequences of season three really matter in season four, I think is like so well done that I really wish that they had just gotten four seasons and they were like, you do that and have fun, do your thing, do whatever you want to do. I think they could have done something really special. Um, but I'm still a big fan of season one. Uh, what about you? What are your thoughts on season one? It's season one. And this is a testament to how good the whole show is. I think it's the worst season. Really? Both. Yes, I do. I know that's a okay. Unco- I know that's a controversial opinion. That is very controversial because season two fucking sucks. So, um, I love re being reintroduced to the world. One of my favorite things ever is um, not learning about Zuko's mom. It's one of my favorite things. Yes, mm-hmm. the only person who needs to know about Zuko's mom is Zuko. Yeah. That fictional character. Yeah. I love it. Um, I found... I don't know. How do I phrase this? Not tedious. 
But I found the whole first season a bit tedious. I don't... Okay. It just... Where... eh, I don't want to compare it to Avatar. Not quite yet. But it just was like, all right, here's this new world. Here's the air temple. Here's this game. Here's... Here are these bad guys. Here's what they're trying... It's just a lot. And... It's so compact in such a way, but yet there still feels like there's filler episodes. I don't know how to describe it. Okay. I th- I feel that the first season is like really tight. Like I think it, so it, it's interesting to hear it described as filler. Mm-hmm. I think it's all killer. I don't think it's any filler. Uh, <laughs> That's the great. first season. The second, the second season has a lot of filler. And very little killer. And, um, I, and with the second season, I like how s- slow. Yeah, I'll say slow. How slow and how like lucid the second season is. Um, I like how it kind of because you take a moment to breathe and you kind of learn about these people. They're not just. Yeah, I don't. Her I don't friends, mind breathing. Um, what her two friends at the. The I forget their names, Mako and Mako and Bolin. Bolin, Mako and Bolin. Can't believe Bolin. you forgot my boy Bolin. <laughs> At first, I was like, "Cool, Sokka and and, uh, and Zuko, great. Oh. Here they go. Here they are. Amazing." That yeah. first season, that's what they felt like to me. But they really came into their own in that second season. I feel like that to me is indicative of the whole first season. Right. It is. It's the growing pains. It's them doing the sequel and trying to make it different, but you have to kind of rely on what you know from Last Airbender. I get it. I understand. But there were just moments where I was just like, I don't, I don't know who any of these people are. I I just, Cora, I always knew who she was. She, I feel like Cora is very well written from the first episode to the last episode. Yes. 100%. Cora is like, wonderfully done but everyone um, else <laughs> i mean i i disagree i think in the sec it seems the second season i really don't like how loose it is because like the second season i think gets really good when it focuses down on like hey this is what we're gonna do and we have four episodes to do it yeah and it's like fucking great but before that like why is bolin a movie star like it makes no sense like they're just Hell like yeah. kind of fucking around and it's like this doesn't like I don't know. It just really doesn't feel like it tracks with like his journey from season one of like being this, like he was like a huge sports star. Like he was a very popular athlete. Um, Oh God. Uh, And so for him to turn around after his like journey of like discovering throughout the first season, sort of like, Oh, you can be more of a grounded person. Like you don't have to be this like boisterous um dude to then they sort of just like go back on that and and make him a movie star and he's just this like head empty uh movie star Mm. guy i think really doesn't work um the one part that i that the only part that i think makes up for it in any any way is the scene where his movie is playing at the bending arena Mm. and like his movie is doing the same shit that he's actually doing in front of it. That part 
rips. Uh, but the rest of it, I think, is kind of... Um, I think his his arc in season two is just, like, really weird and not very interesting. I hear that. I <laughs> I like how weird it is. I love how he's a movie star. When I, like, when I put the pieces together and when I was like, wait, is this his arc? Oh, my God. Let's do it. Why not? Okay. <laughs> why not? Let's make him a movie star. Yeah, it um, is a very why not thing. It is so very that. why not. Like, you know what we didn't do in Last Airbender? Make anyone a movie star. And yeah. you know what was a lot of fun? That theater episode. The recap episode. Yeah. So, let's take a little bit of that and a little bit of this. Put them together. Put them together. Um, also, yeah, I just think it's it's such a waste of Bolin as a character that I, I wish that... I hear I that. Yeah, because I think everyone else in the second season, other than Mako becoming a cop, I think everyone else has like a really interesting um, story in the second season. I think like Tenzin and his family, like uh, going on their like spiritual journey, is like really interesting. Um, I think Korra's obviously like you know trust and betrayal and like dealing with her dad and like these secret society and it's like oh what the fuck is going on? I think her stuff is great. I think Mako, other than him being a cop, I think his story is also very interesting of like, you know, dating Asami, dating Korra, all that sort of stuff. I do want to say one thing I don't like about season two and season three, you just said her name. What is her name? Asami? Asami. Asami kind of fades into the background in season two and three. Yeah, they really don't do a lot with her in season two, which also sucks because I think her arc in the first season of like discovering that her dad is like part of the equalist and like being like, we're not going to touch on this until season four. What? And uh, when we get to season four, Andrew has some thoughts. Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. So, so season two, I don't think is great. I also just don't, I, I mean, other than the avatar one stuff, I don't think that that, I just don't really like the the villain. I don't think Tonrock is all that interesting. Is yeah. it Tonrock? Unalak? Unalak? Unalak. I don't think Unalak and Vatu are like that interesting of characters. I don't know. I'm I've heard and en- I've heard enough stories that are like this is the manifestation of all chaos and evil yeah. in the world. Yeah, when you say it like that, yeah, for sure. And I'm just like, yeah, I get it. Like cool, he's a big scary spirit demon. I get it. yeah, all right. <laughs> Um, also, I love how they make fun of him in season four. Yes. That was the greatest thing ever. That's, yeah. The recap hey guys, episode why in, did you call me? Yeah, uh, the recap episode in Korra starts off really weird. And it's like, Ebenezer, what is your problem today, bud? What do you want? I don't know what you want. Bam. <laughs> I love it when you meow back. You know, meow. Meow. Um. yeah I think the recap episode in Korra like every time I get to it I'm like oh fuck the recap episode and then it gets really good <laughs> yeah yeah Um. also you brought up a lot of why I like season 2 I love the stuff with Tenzin and his family I yeah. love his daughter 
I'm sorry I forget a lot of people's names. But There's a lot of names. There's a lot of names. A lot more than Last Airbender. Yeah, there was, there was Zuko, yeah. Aang, Sokka, Katara, and Uncle. I didn't know Uncle Iroh until we were doing the podcast. We, yeah. You said Iroh, and I was like, yes, Iroh. Uh, uh, Janora. I just him Uncle. Janora. I loved all of that stuff. And I also, I mean, besides, like, we all know. A cap, A cap for life. But with Mako's yeah. storyline, why did I? I found it interesting him working with Toph's daughter. Um, I found that a bit interesting. What did you not like about it? So the, th- I mean, it's something that I wanted to get into a bit later um, when we were talking about this stuff, sort of broadly. But we'll talk about it now. I think this show, okay, Avatar, uh, as like a franchise yes. as like mm-hmm. the last airbender and Korra has always deeply been rooted in um the bad guys are fascists mm-hmm. every bad guy is a fascist <laughs> it's not subtle it is very clear and it works really really well I they think, might not like, even start off as fascists but they'll end as fascists they'll get there <laughs> um and so I think the story of them exploring fascism in these different ways of like, here's an equalist who like says that he wants everyone to be equal, but actually wants to like hold power over other people in a very fascist way. Very interesting. The second season of, of uh, Unalak, you know, being like spirits need to come back. Uh, we need to, I need to release Vatu from his prison do all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. Also very, it's like the least fascist of the four villains, but it's still pretty fascist. Um, Third season with Zaheer, like his like weird anarchy thing, but he's also very like, we are, there is like, we are superior. We need to like do this stuff to control the world. Like, um, and obviously, um, the fourth season. Oh fuck! There, there are so many fucking names. There's a lot of people. Show. There's a There's lot of so people. So many names. What is her <laughs> name? I liked her a lot. Uh, she is great. That's Kuvira. Yes, Kuvira. Voiced by uh, Robin Williams' daughter. Zelda oh, Williams. that's awesome. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, Kuvira in the fourth season. Obviously, super fascist. Um. I think that like them exploring this fascist stuff, but then having one of their like main characters become a cop is like, and they, and I know it's a children's show. Once again, I'm asking it to be a lot deeper on this topic than the same network that has Paw Patrol. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like I can't really get at them about this, but I think it's really interesting that they have one of their main characters become a cop. And as we all know, ACAB, all cops are are, uh, participating in a fascist system. We all know this. Um, I think having him become a cop uh, and, like, strive to be, like, a good cop is... is, And I wish that they had explored, like... Again, I know it's a children's show, so they can't really tell kids, like, hey, cops might be bad. (laughs) Um, yeah, they can't really do that. But I really wish that they had shown more of like 
corruption in the Republic City PD and sort of that, you know, when Mako's doing all that investigating of the different bombs and all that stuff, I wish that that story arc had not just been, you know, people are working with the, the triads, like that it was like, oh, the cops are like a part of this. Um, I think that could have been really interesting and like having like Mako confront Lynn uh, about it. I think there, I think there is a very interesting story about like Mako believing in a fascist system and then kind of like the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The like dis disillusion. Yeah. Like the disillusionment of, of that system that he thought was good um might be bad i wish that that was more of that story Mm -hmm. just because just because of how much the franchise of avatar the world of avatar is so deeply rooted in fascism as like an ideology i uh, yeah is to be um snuffed out at every opportunity i hear you it would have been very interesting to to see that. And I think we get that with Bolin in the fourth season. Yeah, um, we do We do eventually get it. But I think just having Mako be a cop and just kind of not saying anything about it yes. is kind of the weird thing. Whereas Bolin's thing in the fourth season is like so well done that I'm like, if we had just gotten some of this a bit earlier, ooh, baby. Ooh, baby. Would have been, been fire. But instead, we get Bolin being a movie star and Mako... Just kind of fucking around, I guess. I don't know. Um, with season two, I do have to say probably my favorite episode of all the Avatar franchise is seeing the first Avatar. I yeah, the Avatar one stuff is like so good. It's so so good. Ugh, make a movie out of that. Yeah, and that and that like new style that they do with like yes. the, like like very artistically designed like um elements and stuff like ooh it looks so nice yeah no that Those, like, was like gorgeous painted turtles oh mm-hmm. exactly wow. beautiful and i loved how you know light and darkness were fighting and darkness was like hey help and he was like yeah get away from here and then the light was like what are you doing yeah i like i love stuff like that i love how it never loses its sense of humor even yeah when it, the episode first started i was like uh oh now we're not going to be fun anymore but still as fun as the it's rest still just of the as fun. whole shebang yeah. um i really loved that season i did roll my eyes when uh, when cora was like i have amnesia yeah right like like the second season just like why like, there's is this some, the thing All there's right. some wacky stuff in the second season where i'm like okay and like as much as i'm like Hooray with um, Bolin being a movie star. Like, I, yeah, it is kind of jarring. Compa- especially looking at the, being at the tail end of the of the show, looking back on it. It is funny yeah. that you said, remember when he was a movie star? Yeah. Um, it's wild. Like, it's so, it's so disconnected that they just, like, clearly were like, I don't know, Bolin's a movie star and Cora gets amnesia and, and. Mako and her break up, so Mako starts dating Asami again. Yeah, like, Mako's a cop, and no one, be- no, he's not good at it, but he is. And it's like, what's happening? Yeah, 
But with that in season three. But then, ooh, baby, we get. I think my. I think, like, it's tough between Kavira and Zahira, but definitely one of the best villains uh, of Avatar. And I'll have a lot of things. I think Zahir is up there for just like all time good villain. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Season three, Airbenders are back, baby. Balance has been restored. The spirit portals are open. Republic City is covered in vines. Such a great place to start. The yeah. Third like season. The, Ugh. the whole world is so different. Everything's in everything's in flux. Everything's changing. People don't like the Avatar. Like Korra's trying to like just do the best she can in a situation that she's like, I have no one to talk to. She's fully lost connection with the Avatar spirit. She can't talk to her past lives anymore. She is like, and this isn't even rock bottom for her yet. Exactly. This is like just a struggle that she pushes through. And it's so good. I watched that the first episode on a plane of season three, and I yeah. almost punched the back of uh, the seat where I was like, are we going to have the conversation of, hey, maybe we've outgrown the Avatar. Maybe maybe it's time. Avatar had its place in history. It was great. Thank you so much. But now, and I wish they did more with that. I yeah. like how it's more internal. I like how it's through Korra. It's her yeah. questioning that and her answering that. I think that's very good. That's that storytelling, baby. Um, yeah. But I just love that they they are willing to have that conversation. Yeah. I also I also just love that they put Korra and Zaheer like so close to each other like the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like when they go to the spirit world and they have they just like sit down and talk. I'm like, this is the best shit. Yes. Yes. It's yes. like so tight. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I think Zaheer is like so well done. I just love his his calm demeanor. No matter the situation, he's perfectly calm. Yeah. Uh, I think, like, his little troop of um, of baddies, the bl- the Black Lotus, are, like... I think it's the also Red Lotus. The Red Lotus, sorry. Red Lotus. Um, uh, I think they're all just, like, so well done. They bring back uh, Azula's voice actress. Mm-hmm. Um... They get another combustion bender in there. They get like a lava bender. Like what the fuck? Yeah, let's do it, baby. Yeah, let's go. It's sick. They really throw a lot at it, and it all sticks. I yeah, yeah all all yeah. Let's say it. Yeah. Um, what did you? How did you feel about Toph's other daughter? I forget. There's the chief, and then there's yeah. There's Lin and Sue. Sue Lin. Sue Lin. They call her Sue. Mm-hmm. Sue Sue Yin. Uh, yeah, Sue Lin. Sue Yin. They just call her Sue. I love Sue. I think like when Sue and and uh, Chief Beifong like confront each other and they have that big fight. Oh, it's so good. It's like so intense. I mm-hmm. love it so much. 
Um, that was also a very sweet episode. I loved... Yeah. You know, I'm a big Kylo Ren fan. I love it when, when my shows can confront their past. And, like, that's yeah. a lot of the theme of the show, is confronting the past. Yeah. Of Quora. Um, you did bring up the their fight scene, which was great. The fighting, specifically season three and four, just stepped up. Is wildly good. Like, it's so insanely cool and, like, rad-looking and, like... It feels so energetic and like scary. Like I've never been scared watching an Avatar fight until season three. You feel like the hits. You feel like a pebble yeah. hit you on the head, and you're like, "Hey, yeah." It's <laughs> um, like so, like yeah. It really gets you. It really gets you going. I think it's it's done so well. Um, and the like the like you see like new styles like forming as like you see the lava bender and like they're very specific movements um, that look very different, but still very similar to earth bending. I think, yeah. Seeing like airbenders who have never airbend before, yeah. like learning how to airbend is like fucking rad. Yeah. It's so interesting. It was so, it was so interesting to see that you see like their movement and you're like, yeah, a human could do that. Like, yeah. it's so seamless. Yeah. When Zaheer uh, sucks the air out of the Earth Queen's lungs, horrifying. Horrifying. Scary. So scary. Um, uh, but yeah, I love, I love Zaheer. I love, the, I love the Red Lotus being like, hey, like, it's time for the Avatar to end. Like, we need a new era. Mm-hmm. We need something else. We need the things to change. Um, I think it's done so well. I think like him killing the earth queen and that being like such a big part of the story. Um, cause that could so easily have just been like, yeah, he kills the earth queen and then we get the, a new King and then that's done. Yes. But the fact that it ends up being the whole point of the fourth season is like, Oh, so good. Makes, makes things matter. Makes you care more yeah and and also like everyone gets like great story of like you know tenzin trying to teach the new airbenders um like him and like boomy like boomy trying to like fit in with his family who's like mm-hmm. they're all benders and he's like the one who's not uh yeah i love i love all of it i love the introduction of like that metal bending city like it's just it's so cool it is very cool, very imaginative. Yeah. Um, there was something else I wanted to ask you about this season, but I forget. Um, where's what, what does Osami do? Yeah, Osami's just sort of chilling. Uh, yeah, they really. This was the season where they forgot about Osami. Hashtag justice for Osami. That's my yeah. that's my hashtag. Yeah. Uh Yeah. But then end of season 3, Cora gets a bunch of metal put into her body. Just all in her body. She has the most scary fight with Zaheer in those fucking crazy cliffs. She drinks a th- thermometer. Yeah. It's <laughs> wild. I love that fight. I think that fight is like top tier top tier fight most definitely yeah um 
Yeah, we see, like, how do I phrase this without making everyone mad, including you, man? Oh? Oh? Like Same. M. Night Shyamalan's okay. Last Airbender. I haven't seen it, so I'm not going to talk There about are it. some moments where people airbend, and you're like, that's cool. I'm curious in the live action, this new one, how they're going to show it. Because yeah, just the way the people move and the way the elements move, it's so visceral. It's so... Yeah. Especially in these last two seasons. Again, it feels like you're almost in the middle of it. And I was watching this on my phone on an airplane. Like, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. I just, I'm very curious how they're going to translate this again into live action. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, it's it's hard to hard to say. Yeah, it's hard to speculate. I just, yeah. <laughs> it was just in my brain. No, it's, a, it, I'm very, I'm interested to see what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but then. But then. We move it. We move into this fourth season. Yes, Kuvira has has uh, almost completely made a new Earth Empire. Korra has disappeared. Where uh, to? Also, the announcer. Give oh. it up for my king. Oh my the boy! Uh, the true <laughs> king of Legend of Korra. Where is uh, Jeff the Bennett? Where uh, is the now? the best um uh yeah the fourth the fourth season is so good i really like the fourth season i like the third season a little bit more um i think the end of the fourth season is where it really falls apart like with the big robot yeah but everything leading up to the big robot is so wildly good you want, it's so good. You want to know my favorite season of Korra? About is it the halfway through season three to like halfway through season four, whatever yeah. chunk that is? Yeah, like, that best season of Avatar. Yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah, season four. I think Kuvira is like such a well done villain. Mm-hmm. I think like her and Bolin and Opal and Sue. Like their whole, the whole like tangle of like relationships and like family and love and, and all of that stuff is like so well done. Um, I love the like new air nomad culture that they're like they're just yes. like humanitarians going around helping everybody that they can. Like, oh, it's all so it's all so good. It was also cool to see the Airbenders get an update. Like, it was cool to see, you know, we yeah. start season one, and everyone else is fairly, you know, to their standards, or modern, but they're still in the... Yeah, in the, they had a hundred years of nothing. no progress. Yeah, and now, you know, at the or at the beginning of season four, I should say, we see them start to move. Like, you see these flight suits, and you see, like... Yeah. That's such a great attention to detail that is missing from some things that... Yeah, I just I eat it up. I love it. Yeah, I think like through seasons three and four, like the creative team on Korra really came into their own, like really found their footing, really just like dug deep. And we're like, okay, we know exactly what this show is about. We know exactly the like themes of this world that we want to explore and talk about. 
which are which is the balance between chaos of the red lotus and the fascist world of kuvira like these have always been the two bad ideologies of this world Mm -hmm. let's fully dive into it have someone who like represents these things on such an interesting level you see kuvira like you know be kind to people who she's like sending to labor camps and stuff like it's so it's so well done um and I, and like this whole Korra's thing, like going to the swamp and meeting Toph. Toph, Toph comes back, baby. It's so good. I love like it. getting that metal out of her. Like I love Korra's whole arc through seasons three and four, specifically like the end of season three and the consequences of that leading into season four of like she uh, left. She just disappears for like years. Mm-hmm. For years, she's just gone. Because she's scared of being the Avatar is like, ah, it's so good. Also, it was a very great metaphor for just abuse of just, yeah, of handling that and and trying to be yourself again. That was very, again, how elegant uh, the show is sometimes. Really astounding. Yeah. It's really just astounding. Just, just deal, just like moving on from trauma and mm-hmm. like understanding like, Cora's whole thing of like, I want to get back to who I used to be. And it's like, you can't, you can't. Yeah. There is no possible world where you can be the person who you used to be before that happened. So you have to be a new person. And that's horrifying. But like when she comes back and her hair is short and she has that new outfit, like after talking to Zaheer and like getting the metal out of her own body and like confronting these like feelings and that like, I love that like visual imagery of like her in the avatar state with the chain mm-hmm. around her arm is like so sick. It's so nice. Uh, yeah. I really love that. Yeah. You're right. Like halfway through season three to halfway through season four is like, it's what I'm here so for. Good. Yeah. Um, now I do have to tell you. So way back when in high school, I remember, remember I'm from Texas. Um, yeah. Yeah. I remember people being upset about the finale because Cora kissed a girl and she's in this gay relationship. And I was like, I don't care. Whatever. So watching this whole show from season one, I was like, okay, so who's Cora's girlfriend? I can't wait to meet her. And then we go to season four and I'm like, okay, she left. Oh, is she like domesticated? Is she living with someone? No. Oh, okay. So who's Cora's girlfriend? Oh, it's Asami? It's Asami, baby. It doesn't work for you? It doesn't work for me. Give her, A, my big thing. I get it. It was 2014. It was a different world. 2014 was the height of progressivism. 2015 is when Trump enters. So I get it. (laughs) In the famous words of of Toph's uh, inspiration, do or do not. There is no try. I don't know. Do it. I yeah, I remember so, watching Titanic, Sam. I held your hand the whole time. That's true. Do it. I get it. It was 2014. Weird. So, yeah. The creators, the creative team, wanted them to be, wanted it to be way more explicit. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, we're, like, actively talking to Nickelodeon, like, 
we really want them to like be in a relationship. We want to show them holding hands and like they kiss. Like we want this to be a big part. And Nickelodeon said, no, Nickelodeon said like, that's too far. We don't know. We can't really do that. (coughs) They were really worried about, about it. Um, So the, all the creative team like really was pushing for it and they, they got all that they could out of it. Um, I think Cora and Asami getting together is done really well. Mm-hmm. I think it's very interesting. Um, like a, like, because like, because of how this show starts and like how like hetero those characters are like trying to be of like, they meet a cute guy they want to date and like all this stuff. And it's like, that's like so much the thing to then have them like that, 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 that episode where you just see Cora writing Asami letters mm-hmm. over and over again. And like, and you find out that like, Oh, they like got really close and they have this like deep connection. Um, and yeah, like I, I also wish it was more explicit. I wish that um, that sort of stuff, but I think it's, it's done really well of like a queer story where they couldn't outright be queer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think their connection and and the way that they end up together and uh, stuff is like wonderful. I think it's really well done uh, for a kid's show that like they weren't really allowed to do a whole lot. They still, I think managed to, it, it's, it's enough is there that I know that the creative team um, if given the freedom to make a fully queer Korra, mm-hmm. would have handled it very well. So it's sort of like reassuring of like, they clearly knew what they were doing. Uh-huh. They weren't just like going to have them kiss and be like, yeah, they're gay now. Like they wanted to show their <laughs> their relationship developing yes. and, and them becoming closer. And, my th- and I think the end is great. And then in the comics, it's like way more explicit. Like they like share a bed. Um, like they like wake up in the same bed together and they're like, they, they do a bunch of stuff. Um, and the voice actors have like come out like many times and been like, yeah, we wanted them to kiss like all the time. (laughs) My other, much like Oscar Isaac and, uh, John Boyega. uh, Boyega. My big, my other big issue is I wish we just were with Asami more. Just, yeah. Not having her be such a, uh, or not having her be a presence in season three or, or four or season two or three, I should say, um, I think also kind of makes it a little weird. Like, I get that. I don't know how to say this. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not the the most progressive person out there, but I don't know. It still feels like you're just saying, all right, you end up with her now. She's still Osami. Still just. A girlfriend to someone. If it's not yeah, Mako, I definitely... it's it's and it's come on, guys. It's just like yeah, come I on. really, I do wish that they had done more with Asami. Mm. I think Asami's story is like very interesting. I wish that there was more time spent, like all of the like season two stuff with Bolin becoming a movie star. I wish all of that had been put to the wayside, and we had just gotten like really deep to Asami, like dealing with her father being an equalist and then like her having to like take over this company and like run it and like throwing herself into her work. Um, 
and not being able to like see her friends and like uh, all of her stuff. I think there is a very interesting story with Asami. Um, and it sucks that there isn't more, but I really love that the, that first episode where she goes and sees her father in prison for the first time is like so good. It is very good. I like that episode quite a, quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and like going back and like playing, uh, that, that game, uh, oh, mm-hmm. so good. I just wish we, we, it's kind of, it reminded me of Luca. It's just, I wish they sure. just did. They earned it. They, yeah. you have these two characters that it wouldn't make sense. It would. And like, I liked that Cora kept writing to her when she was away. Like, I like that they did that. That's, that's yeah. something. It's not nothing. It's definitely something. But I just wish they did more. Um, yeah, I, de- I get that. I do. I do. I, I want to just reiterate. I think it's I think it's well done. I think that, you know, for especially for a lot of kids. And yes, mm-hmm. like like that story of like you have this deep connection with someone and maybe you didn't know that being queer was like possible. Didn't know it was an but option. For, yeah. yeah, you didn't know it was a choice, right? Like, you didn't know that it was available to you, despite the feelings that you were having of, like, well, I don't actually like boys. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just like girls. Or maybe I like both. Like, maybe I like both. Who or knows? Maybe it's like, just this girl. Who's to say? Like, who's to say? Yeah, I think, I also think that it's, that it's, I mean, again, like, I'm reading into it, but, uh, I think it's well done. It very much feels like Cora realizes that she's a lesbian and Asami is just bi Mm -hmm. the whole time because I think Asami and Mako were always like much better of a couple than Cora and Mako. Cora and Mako, it very much feels like Cora is like putting on hetero-ness. Yes, for Um, sure. Most definitely. I see that. Yeah. And so I think think it's just... I. Again, I'm, I, I know I'm reading into it. I fully know that that's what's happening. Yes, we both know that this is indeed a children's show. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I, I appreciate that it's there. Yeah, and that's, that's I guess, I don't want to undercut myself by saying I still stand by do or do not, there is no try. However, yeah. I, yes, I, I agree. It's, it's nice. It's nice that it's there. It's nice that it's there. It's nice that... Yeah, that it's there. It's very great. Yeah. Um, all right. What? It's now that we've done both the avatars, who knows if we'll we'll do the show? Who knows if we'll do the movie? <laughs> maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll have a have a dungeon and be like, "Hey, Sam, yeah. want to get some uh some wine?" <laughs> and I lock you in my dungeon and go, "You know what we're doing <laughs> for two hours?" And <laughs> Night Shyamalan's the last Airbender. Oh, no, God. Andrew! Andrew! I'll watch Mother again! Will that make you happy? <laughs> Play. Uh, I'll watch Mother and Batman v Superman. Please, please, anything but please. this! <laughs> and The Greatest Showman. I'll do it all. I'll do it all! <laughs> and Christopher Robin. Fuck it. Just put it all in there. I'd rather spend eight hours of my life on those movies than two hours on this one. <laughs> That's true. Um... 
It's very true. Yeah, what? we've done both of them. You wanted to Yeah, I would love to compare hear, them. Yes, like what are your thoughts? Like what after I know you rewatched both series many times and yeah. um this was my first time. I just want to hear your thoughts on both of them, their impact on you, their impact on culture, and then because I'm a raking boy, I love lists. If you have a yeah. list, please. I don't have a list, but I'll think about it. Um yeah, Avatar has this franchise has been very important to me forever. Um, it's always been so good and like such a comforting thing to go back to and just be like, man, maybe maybe things will be okay. Like it's kind of one of those shows of yeah. like it feels very hopeful in a way that a lot of other shows and movies don't feel to me. And maybe that is because of the like especially recently you know how fascist a lot of the world has gotten Mm -hmm. uh in the past bit and like being able to watch these shows that are so deeply interested in that as a topic and still being like yeah but like there is hope there is you know good out there, there are these people who are smart and good and kind, uh, who are doing their best to fix things. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's always been very nice and comforting. Um, I think I like The Last Airbender more than I like Korra, but Korra is like really, really well done. I think it it really stands on its own um, as something. It's. I mean, it's it's. I mean, we keep talking about it, but Make Happy, Bo Burnham's Make Happy is a masterpiece, right? It's perfect. It's absolutely amazing. And then he follows it up and he, and he crushes it. And when, and that doesn't always happen, right? Like sometimes you make a masterpiece and then you can't really follow it up. And you, and the next thing you make is poo-poo garbage. We're looking at you, Lin-Manuel Miranda. We're We're looking looking at at you, you, Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um... (laughs) And so I think what the creators did of like, let's jump, you know, almost a hundred years in the future. Everything's going to be different. New cast of characters, new avatar, new world, new everything. We're going to talk about this stuff in a different way. I think they do such a good job that Korra really, really comes into its own uh, as a thing, you know, as, as a show and as a story. Uh, I think it does a really, really great job. Um, I wish that they had like known how many seasons they got because it's clear that they know what they're doing and they can connect those things. The connections between three and four are like so well done. Um, I, yeah, I, I hope that these, these creative people can get together again and do something. Yeah like really special because i think given if they were given the time and a time and money to do something they could really really just keep making these like very special shows mm-hmm. Most definitely. Um, yeah what about you first time first time watching both these things over the yes. past year um yeah dang that's crazy i yeah i just i've never had egg on my face so hard with both of these shows, I was like, dang, they're okay. But both shows are really something special. 
and it's odd because also I don't regret like I don't think as a child I would have liked either of the shows. Sure. Um, but I really appreciate it now. I'm glad to know that that you know Aang and and uh, Korra were there for my friends because they're they're very good characters to have. They're very good yeah. characters to to think of and. You know, if any nine-year-old is like, what would Aang do? What would Sokka do? What would Korra do? What would uh, Katara do? Like, they're good They're good TV stars and good... I don't want to say role models, because they are indeed cartoons. But, <laughs> you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed a lot of Korra. I know for sure... I'm gonna watch avatar one day and i'm pretty sure i will watch avatar again i should say and i'm pretty sure i'm gonna watch this again um that avatar episode i'm definitely gonna watch again it's great yeah um yeah it's a good show it they really really got you know they really get this world and i'm glad that they were able to go back to this world and do it completely differently that takes guts um, yeah, we're looking at you, Star Wars. We're looking at you, Star Wars. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm glad that they exist. I'm glad the show exists, and I'm, you know, if I'm fortunate enough to have children, this will be something that I will show, show them. Yeah, Both of all them. children should watch these mm-hmm. shows. Yeah, right. And it'll be, uh, and I'll, uh, inter- I'll, we'll have pauses for uh, Hey Arnold every now and yeah. then. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I can possibly rank these seasons. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> I, mean, I don't from, know if it's possible. I mean, I'll go from the bottom to the top. Okay. Korra, season one. Okay. Avatar, season one. Yeah. Korra, season two. Korra, season four. Avatar, season three. Korra season three, Avatar season two. Okay. Boom. Boom. Okay. I love lists. Okay. 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 <laughs> if you don't want to, I or can't. I understand. I don't know. I'm gonna give it a shot. I might regret this. Okay, for sure. Uh, I might. Um, every week, I might just come back and be like, "Actually, I was wrong." The uh, annihilation <laughs> rule is always in effect. It's always in effect. I actually really want to rewatch Annihilation. I think it's been enough time. It's been enough time. Do it. I think it's been enough time for me to get back to it and see. Um, okay, bottom, bottom to top. Korra season two. Korra season one. Avatar season one. Korra season. Four. Mm-hmm. Korra season three. Avatar season two. Avatar season three. I think. I think. That Korra, Beach House two, episode's really great. <laughs> that Beach House episode fucking rips. Um, the two, the last two Korra seasons, the last two Avatar seasons might flip around. 
yeah. their two spots because they're both really good. Yeah. But I think that's where I'm at, at least right now in my thinking. I just, I love Zuko's story in season three. It's great. I just, Hi, I can't I'm get Zuko. over. <laughs> yeah. I can't get over like that connection and that like, that's how you do a fucking redemption arc, Star Wars. Indeed. Most definitely. Looking at you, Kylo. I love you, but yeah, looking dead at you. Yeah, Star Wars and Avatar, I think, share so much, share just so much with each other. Mm-hmm. It's kind of wild. I would love to watch, like, all of those things kind of, like, all together, you know? Yeah. Watch, like, Avatar and Korra and then all the Star Wars movies and just be like, this is crazy. They do share a lot of the same DNA. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, anyway... My name is Sam Bandigan. And I am Andrew Thomas. Sorry, are you watching anything else? Have you done anything? Are you checking anything else out? I saw Annette and Pig. Both How both are those? cool. Annette, it's a full-on musical. I didn't know that. Oh, really? Yeah, so if you want to hear wow. Adam Driver sing it some more, hit it, hit it up. I might. Um, Pig was also really good. It's not an action movie. It's a drama. Have you seen any trailers for Pig? No. So it's a Nicolas Cage, and he has a pig. I then, knew I knew it was Nicolas Cage and a pig. And someone stole his pig. Great. And it's him trying to get So it's back. not, and it's not John Wick, but for a pig. <laughs> but it kind of is John Wick for a pig. My letterbox okay. review, it's John Wick for sensitive boys. Oh, uh, that's good. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, those were both really good, and I think that is all I've watched this week yeah what about you uh i've just been catching up on brooklyn 99 the new season the last season started airing so i want to try and finish that uh, finish up all the old seasons before the new season starts streaming of course um how uh, how are they handling how many episodes are in the new season slash have you seen the like, new episodes i have not seen it i have not seen the new episode um i think there's like 10 oh okay like, it's a short season. Like, it's a really short season. Maybe 12? I don't know. Because I was, I um, remember Brooklyn Nine-Nine, their whole team was like, yeah, we're going to, when the, the the protests were happening, they were like, yeah, we're really going to think about it. We're going to talk about it. About police. They completely scrapped their season. What do you mean? When that happened. Oh, okay. They had, they had like, written, like, most of the season. and the, And when the protests started happening, they completely scrapped it and started again. That's cool. So please, I would love. Please come whenever you start. I'll, I'll keep you updated. Yeah, I'll keep you updated. I love. I love it. That's the reason I watch Big Mouth. I, it's, yeah, I'm curious. The times uh, they are a changing. Yeah. Um, Ted Lasso almost made me cry. The past, oh, the past not this past week's episode, but the week before that. Mm. I don't know what it was. It just like really got me. Uh, Ted Lasso's great. I'm watching Schmigadoon. I'm like halfway through Schmigadoon. How is it? I really want you to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. I really, I would like, I could, I could watch many video essays about Schmigadoon. I'm curious. No one will, no one will make any, but I'm, I'm very interested in, in people's thoughts on Schmigadoon. Maybe we'll make a podcast. <laughs> Maybe we'll do a podcast on Schmigadoon. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah. 
I want you to check it out. I'll 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 try I'll try to check it out. It's six episodes. It's six thirty minute episodes. Oh, and that's it. I thought they were an hour. No, six thirty minute episodes. It's quick. I'm like halfway through. Like it's it's fast. That's only three hours. Yeah, it's quick. Oh. It's, it's it's quick. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm also playing a video game called Disco Elysium that I'm gonna keep you updated on. That's a um, great name, bro. I'm gonna. We're gonna talk about this game. We're gonna talk about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks so much for listening. This has been Welcome Back. Uh, if you've made it this far, thanks. Thank you. Um, you can find the podcast all over the place at Welcome Back Pod on all the different social medias. Uh, you can follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all that different stuff. Please like and review us on all of those things. Uh, if you want to financially support the show, you can join our uh, Patreon uh, and join Lennox Studios in producing the show over on patreon.com slash welcomebackpod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for as little as five bucks a month, you get a bonus episode every single month. Uh, we talked about Space Jam last month, if you want to hear us talk about Space Jam. Um, uh, and we yes. do a lot of goofy stuff over there. Uh, so if you want to support us there, please do. If you don't have the money or don't want to, we totally understand the pandemic is very real. That Delta variant is coming for us all. Yes, it is. Um, and get uh, vaccinated, please. Get fucking vaccinated this fall. Oh please my go get God. vaccinated. Please do it. God damn, just get. If you have vaccinated. the patience for us. You have the patience to get a vaccine. It takes you less time to get vaccinated than like most of this podcast. Yeah. Like, it takes like twenty minutes. You could listen to not even half of an episode of Welcome Back while you get vaccinated. That's how easy it is. Um, please get vaccinated. Uh, but if you don't have the money to support us, we totally understand. Please follow us on the different things. Uh, subscribe. All that different stuff. And tell tell your team avatar to go listen to us. Tell your team. Tell your squad. Tell, tell your gang. Tell your pals to come listen to us. Talk about movies and tv shows and and art all together yeah and and the randomness of our week yeah uh also we didn't talk about it but i could watch an entire pro bending show easy. forever <laughs> easy also, if they were just like yeah we're gonna make a new avatar show and it's just pro bending i'd be like sick also sounds good never been more betrayed than when the assistant uh left our scientist boy Oh, well, what, I a be- her what a beautiful Julie. Julie, I was like Julie. How? How could you? And then how when she was, she was a secret agent. I was like, yeah, Julie's yeah, Julie. the best of us all. Andrew, will you do the thing for the rest of our lives? Aww. Oh, so good, so sweet.